Braves played some ball this past week and Carter is here to break down all of the successes and failures of your Atlanta Braves. So strap in, sit tight, and get ready, for it's time for the Braves Way Midweek Recap. Welcome back to the Braves Way Podcast. I'm sorry, guys. The recording on this is still not up to where I would like it because my computer is still broke. Um, I'm trying to fix it, but I can't replace it because I just don't have the money right now. So I'm looking in the screen repair, but that's still expensive too. So I'm sorry. You're still stuck with this stupid voice memo recording. So... <laughs> With that being said, let's get it started. Now, last episode, I did an episode on the Braves and what they should do in the trade deadline. They made two moves for Taylor Hearn and Pierce Johnson, trying to get a little depth in that bullpen. I went over that they still need a couple more bullpen pieces if just to bolster it up and get us through the playoffs and potentially winning a World Series. And maybe a fifth starter. I don't remember if we went over getting Lance Lynn or not, but I feel like Lance Lynn would be a pretty good fifth starter. Or there's more guys out there like Lance Lynn that we could go out and get. But Lance Lynn was linked to the Rays, so I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know if he's on a radar or not. But with that being said, we went over to Braves and what they should do. Now, we need to go over what the rest of the NL East will do. It is very interesting because, like previous years, this is a totally different NL East. If you look at the standings, everything's shook up. You don't have the Mets in first place or second place. You have the Mets in fourth place. Phillies are in second, 10, 10 games behind us. Marlins are 10 and a half games behind us in third. And then the Mets are 17 games back. And then Washington's 22 and a half. So this is a very different looking NL East. This is a very different wild card race. If you look at the top three division leaders, it's not that big of a surprise. You have the Braves, Dodgers and Milwaukee, but Milwaukee might actually get beat out by the young and hot Cincinnati Reds. They're a game and a half behind. And so you look at the wild card race, and this is very, it's a very different looking wild card race. You have San Francisco in one, a game and a half above Philly. Philly's in the second seed for wild card, and then Cincinnati's in the third seed. And then just out of the wild card and looking in is Arizona and the Marlins with a game with a half a game out. So you're looking at this and you're like, wow, this is very different. And like, what do teams like the Marlins and Phillies need to do to reach the playoffs? And what do the Mets need to do? Are the Mets sellers after going out and spending half a billion dollars in the free agent market this year and trades and everything to bolster the roster into what many believe to be an all-star roster they just haven't done crap this year (laughs) they're 48 and 54 sitting 17 games behind the Braves for first place and they're seven games out of the wild card so I don't know what they could do I mean I, I think they have to sell but who do they sell that's the question will Steve Cohen be be very balls to the wall and sell Verlander and Scherzer? Or will he be very conservative and just be like, 
I still have a great roster. We just need to put an X on this season and move on the next year. That's what I think he'll be leaning towards, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? So let's get into it. First, we will have the Mets, just because that's who I did first. So you look at the Mets. They, <laughs> like I said, their record is pretty trash. And so I would say they're in like the middle tier of teams that are looking to get a wild card spot. But if you're in the middle tier, they're like the bottom of the middle tier because <laughs> they just have not been that good at all. So they have a group of players on their teams. These group of players, which include Tommy Pham, Mark Canna, Brooks Rayleigh, and David Robertson are all free agents at the end of the year, which I need to mention David Robertson was tra- just traded to the Marlins for two young teenage prospects. So David Robertson's off the mar- off the Mets. He's off the market. He's now with the Marlins. Great deal by the Marlins. We'll get into it a little more once we cover the Marlins. But these group of players, I think they'll trade away more more likely to trade away than a Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, or a Jose Quintana. Just because that they're free agents at the end of the year and they're pretty tradable because a lot of people need relief pitching and some teams also need a good right-handed bat and I mean Tommy Pham's not the best but he's pretty solid and he's had glimpses of being he's had good seasons in the past with the Rays and so he's He's pretty valuable. He They could get something for him. So I see them more so getting rid of players in that group more than like a Verlander or a Scherzer. But with that being said, there has been some talks with trading Justin Verlander. And there's been some links that he could – the front runner is the Rangers. But with that, with that also being said – Justin Verlander, he rejected a Rangers offer in the offseason, and he has a full no-trade clause. So he could say no to any trade that happens, I believe. So if the Rangers trade for him, uh, Verlander's probably most likely just going to go, eh, no, I'm good. But I don't know. Maybe he'll want a chance at a ring this year, so who knows. But... That is a hefty contract at two years and $86.7 million. And if anybody can take it on, I guess it is the Rangers. They've shown in the years past that they have deep pockets in signing Corgi Sear and Marcus Simeon like 48 hours between and then going out last year and picking up Jacob deGrom. So I could see them trying to trade for him. I don't think they will because he'll probably say no. But... There is another interest, and that is from the Astros. We do know he likes Houston because he has pitched there. He has won a ring with them. So I think Houston could be a real possibility if they do trade Justin Verlander. Um, Also, a surprising sleeper team in the Justin Verlander sweepstakes would be Cincinnati. Cincinnati, they are trying to make a push. I mean, do they want to clean out some of their top prospects to get Justin Verlander, 
I mean, he does have another year of control. He is old, though, and he has not had the gear as in recent past. He's not had recent Justin Verlander standards. So they'll probably give up quite a bit to get him, and he'll have $35 million on your payroll. And will he really want to go to Cincinnati? <laughs> will he really want to go to Cincinnati? I don't know. Um, I Potential trade package I could see happening. The Reds said they were interested in trading Jonathan India, so that would be interesting. I could see him fitting in well in that Mets lineup. So that's all I can see of the Mets so far. Would I like them to make any moves? Um, yeah, I would like them to get rid of their whole team and then just be trash for the next five years, but that'll not that that'll that won't happen. <laughs> that won't happen. The Mets will regroup from this year and come back next year and be pretty strong hopefully not but who knows (laughs) i am soaking up every single moment that i have with this trash mets team it is so fun to look at the standings see them 17 games back and in fourth place and just turn on like espn or like mlb network and see all of the analysts just cry about how bad the mets have been it's actually so funny but you know dang well that next year they'll be don't be the favorite to win the World Series. Don't be the favorite to win the NL East. Oh, forget about the Braves who have won six straight. About to be six straight. But it's just ridiculous. I don't like it, but whatever. It's That's my bias speaking out. Let's go next. And next we will have the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, what do the Philadelphia Phillies need? They badly need a right-handed bat. They have not had Reese Hoskins all year So they need another right-handed bat. And that leads a potential trade with the Mets to be in the works with Tommy Pham being on that team. Also, the Nationals are linked to potential trade with Lane Thomas that could fit. Adam Duvall could fit in there. Teoscar Hernandez, Randall Gritchick, and maybe, just maybe, Cody Bellinger. So you look at these rankings, and entering Wednesday, the Phillies had a 747 OPS against left-handed pitchers, which ranks 15th in baseball compared to a 769 last year, which was 5th. So they badly need a right-handed bat because they're just not getting it done against left-handed pitchers. And, I mean, Cody Bellinger, I think, would fit in well here because he is a left-handed bat, but he's hitting... He has a 1.056 OPS against lefties, and so he can hit lefties. I mean, he has an 825 OPS against righties. So if you need a lefty hitter bat, Cody Bellinger would fit in well there. I don't know if the Cubs will get rid of Cody Bellinger because the Cubs themselves are potentially in a wild card hunt. They are four games behind that third wild card spot. And you see the Angels, they're they're going out, they're getting some they're 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 buying. They're not selling as many many thought they would. Many thought they would get rid of Shohei. I went over last episode what the Braves would <laughs> what it would take the Braves to get rid of Shohei and I said it wasn't a good idea. Well it turns out that the owner said it's a no go on Shohei and that they're not gonna trade him. And they're actually going to buy, going out and getting Carlos Rendon. Wait, did they get Carlos Rendon? I'm pretty sure. So the Angels, they're actually 
three games back in the wild card spot. But if you look at their schedule for the for the last month month of September or August, they have the hardest month out of any other any other um team. They have the hardest schedule. I'm sorry, I meant Giolito, not Rodon. So they went out, got Lucas Giolito from the White Sox. So that was I don't know why. I don't think they're gonna be able to do anything, but <laughs> Angels are buyers, so why not the Cubs be buyers? And I could see them getting rid of a a player like a Marcus Stroman just because Marcus Stroman only has like a year of like Tealy has like a year of control left, I think. He doesn't have that much of a year. Doesn't have that much control left. So they could trade Marcus Stroman to another team and get uh another player with more years of control if the Cubs wanted to do so. And that would also fit in well with the Phillies because they need a starting pitcher. And so um sorry. They need a fifth starter because yes, Christopher Sanchez, young kid coming up, has had a two six one ERA and seven starts since he's became the fifth starter. But he is young and you need some insurance in this game. And who knows? And maybe Zach Wheeler gets an injury. Maybe this young kid just hits a wall and just can't do anything. So Marcus Stroman could be in that running. Lucas Giolito was in there, but he's off the market now. So they could be looking for a starting pitcher. But when Dave Dombrowski was asked about this, he said, no, I don't think there's a need. But he also said that there, there, there's a potential to cover all the bases. So kind of saying, like, no, I don't think we'll need a fifth starter in the playoffs. But you never know because he might need to get us to the playoffs because we're still barely hanging on to a wild card spot. So they need a right-handed batter. They could use this fifth starter. And so they could use more relief pitching, but for the first time in a long time, they are not desperate for relief pitching. You know, last year or the year before, they were highly desperate for some relief pitchers. But they could just use some for some depth. You know how much AA loves depth. Uh, Maybe Dave Dombrowski takes a page out of his book and just be like all right let's get some depth in that role just because that we've seen Jose Alvarado go on the IL a couple times this season and so you could it never hurts to get some more insurance arms and then speaking of arms the Marlins have a lot of them and will they get will they trade some arms away to get some more bats who knows who knows since the second half, the Marlins have been pretty trash, and they've lost eight in a row, getting them out of the wild card contention, holding on to that first place. Now they are out uh, a half a game behind the third place one. So they could use some more pitching. I mean, they have young arms. They just, your Perez was pitching like a Cy Young at the beginning of the year, but he, they just optioned him down just because. He hasn't pitched this much, so they gotta they gotta give him some rest and just send him down and throw him in some uh, low pressured situations. So they could be using some pitcher, but more especially they could need they need a right handed 
high leverage reliever, a.k.a. David Robertson. So they got that off the list. But they also need some more bats. They need to help out Mr. Jorge Soler and Luis Arise. So one guy that I think could be a really good fit for the Marlins, and they've shown interest in this player, is Jamer Candelario with the Nationals. They said he would be a perfect fit with a community... With Gene Segura having a negative war on the season, they really need uh, <laughs> they really need more bat because Gene Segura has ended up not being the bat that they needed, even though a lot of people thought he would be. They need another bat, and I think Jamer Candelario would be a good um, would be a good fit in a Marlins uniform. He will be a free agent after the season, but honestly, if if the Marlins get him, I think they would have a pretty good chance to be able to sign him because just because I don't think he'll want to go anywhere else. Uh, a lot of those Latin players love playing in Miami, and I think he would fit in well there with the DNA of the Marlins. So that's why I think he would fit in well there. And so that that's one player I could see with them. Uh their general manager, Kim, how do you say her name? Kim N. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how you spell your name, how to say your name. But she went on the record saying that Marlins aren't going to sell their farm system to make a run at the playoffs. They're going to play the long game. They sent Perez down to the minors to fix his workload, but it's it's been a good season so far it's been fun to watch the marlins play but this team is not going to rip up the farm system just to get a postseason spot they're in a good position to get a postseason spot they're just going to have to get off the skid and they're just going to have to play consistent ball down the stretch but i could see the marlins very well in the playoffs and i don't think they need to do much this trade deadline to get to that point i don't think they should sell the farm to get an impact bat just because all the available bats on on the market are kind of rentals and the big names being Shohei Otani and Juan Soto are off the market so there's not many that could happen so that's why I think that they just make could make a couple of moves maybe one or two moves they already made one they already made two moves. They got Jorge Lopez from the Twins. I think he's a bullpen arm. So they've already made a couple moves to bolster their uh pitching. I think Jamer Candelario would be a great great accusation ac- accusation acquisition from the Nationals to the Marlins and I think it would help the Nationals for seasons to come. So that's what I can see the Marlins doing. Now that we covered the first four teams in the NL East. Let's cover the basement dwelling Washington Nationals. What should what should they do in this trade deadline? Well, they should trade for the future. They've had success in the past two trade deadlines acquiring Josiah Gray, Kiebert Ruiz, CJ Abrams, and Mackenzie Gore. Um oh, and James Wood, a number four overall prospect in those trades for Juan Soto and other ones. So they've They've gotten, they've been successful in the past couple ones planning for the future, and that's exactly what they need to do this season. They have flexibility with Jamer Candelario. 
God, it's so hard to say his name. Jamer Candelario and Carl and uh, Carl Edwards leaving this season to go to free agency, so they could move those players and they could get more players that have more years of team control, and I think that would be good for them, just because that they're trying to be good in the future. They will be good in the future because of these young pieces. So they just need to keep acquiring. They just need to keep going out there and getting some young studs and maybe some old veterans to help them in the long run. So I think Jamer Candelario will be traded to the Marlins. I think that's a pretty definite. And if it doesn't happen, then that's a that's a huge miss on the part of the Marlins and the Nationals. Only reason why I see the Nationals not doing it is because they're like, the Marlins are our uh, division rivals. Why would we give them anything to help them? But the Marlins could have the most lucrative return for Jamer. So that's why I see it happening. So that was an outlook on all of the NL East trade deadline questions and what every team in the NL East should do. Should I do one on MLB as a whole? I mean, there's been a lot of moves happening. The stove has been hot, but I continue it'll be even more hot. It'll be cranked up to 450, potentially 500. <laughs> so who knows? I mean, Shohei Otani was a big, big name out there, thrown out there on the stove. But as soon as it was on the stove, it started cooking the owner of the Angels, I forget his name, the trash owner of the Angels was like, get him off there. Why, why are you cooking him? Why are you trying to get him away? Why is he on the stove? Uh, so he took him off half cooked, and now he's back throwing complete game shutouts and hitting two home runs. So Shohei is off the market. A lot of people are now saying that he could get an extension with the Angels now. I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I was excited to see him go to another team potentially, not the not the Dodgers or Yankees, but like someone like the Tampa Bay Rays or um <laughs> the Braves now. But Juan Soto also off the trade market. I mean, they said they're still taking calls on him, but I think if they're it's just crazy. They gave up so much for him last season. And then just to trade him away a year later, I don't think that's going to happen. So Juan Soto is going to stay put in San Diego, which has been a fun season to watch for the Padres just because they suck so bad. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Guys, can I be relatable real quick? I don't know if this is relatable. I just like it. But I like seeing all these big spender teams like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, like the Mets, like the Padres, go out, spend tons of money, and then be absolute dog crap in this season. <laughs> the Padres have went out, got Josh Hader, got Juan Soto. They have freaking Machado. They have freaking Tatis. They have all of these studs on their team. They have Blake Snell, and they can't do anything with it. They went to the playoffs last year. They went to the CS, which wasn't terrible i mean nlcs is great but to come out next this season and they were just they're not even in the playoff hunt they're not even in the playoff race so (laughs) what's going on in san diego who knows but good for them for being trash and i love watching 
good teams be trashed just because it makes me feel so much better about the Brave situation, how we have an actual competent ownership and a very good GM at the seat of the front office. So that's very cool to see. I love being a Braves fan. I hope you guys love being a Braves fan too, just because they're so much fun to watch. Yes, they got swept by the Red Sox, um, but you know what? We'll come back and take two out of three against the Brewers again. So that was a quick episode on the NL East and what they should do in the trade deadline, how they should potentially make a playoff run with the Phillies and Marlins, and how the Mets should just sell. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great day. Hope you guys have a great weekend filled with Braves baseball. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.